Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are live for the Young and Wrestling Podcast, Episode 3. I am JJ The Mark, along with the XI Guy, here to cover the wrestling news, Raw, SmackDown, and whatever our topic of the week may be. It's a nice Pandora's box, I promise. <laughs> yeah, this uh, we're a little bit more prepared this week. Are we? I promise. I don't think I am. I just, I need a small loan of a million dollars. Can you help me out? <laughs> you know, you know, I have point nine million dollars. I, I do not have the full million. Point nine. <laughs> I do not have the full million. Wrong. Jeez, a whiz. All right, so uh, I guess we should get started with the wrestling news this week. So I want to go with the big four, and the first one I want to tackle is Daniel Bryan getting a release. Um, it has been uh, rumored uh, somewhere on the internet. I believe Reddit, right? Uh, uh, that's where I only saw a screen cap of this, but I believe Reddit is. That's usually where this kind of stuff comes from. I know that one uh, Dolphin eight eight nine or whatever he's called, oh who was doing God. the pay per view results for a while, like a couple of years ago. Was, I know he came like... from Reddit, so I believe I believe this also came from Reddit. Remember Mets like Mets? Uh, oh yes, Mets fan like five eighty nine or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my lord. I think he was doing the same thing. He was he was doing the same thing. Like, oh, Undertaker's going to come out tonight. Yeah. My God. Um, so Why do maybe, people do? I, 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 we're going to get sidetracked because this is what we do. Why the hell do people do that? What do you um, gain from that? Um, like, a yay! Probably. Like, yay! I leaked this wrestling news. <laughs> like. <laughs> First off, why would you read it if you're a fan? Because I want to be surprised. I don't want to know who's going to win the Royal Rumble, you know, or, or stuff like that. <laughs> so there's that. And then there's also, why would you leak it? Like, why would you try to ruin it, so, so to speak, for fans? I'm totally not going to get laid tonight. So here the spoilers. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, I don't know. I don't get it. Oh my God. So, but, uh, so it, yes, this guy posted on uh, Reddit. Yeah, Scott Keith is his name. And he posted an anonymous email. Uh, uh, it was from someone claiming to work in WWE's Human Resources Department, stating that one of their co-workers processed a release for Daniel Bryan coming up, well, this coming Monday. And I, it was really weird about that because I know you mentioned that they don't release people except, like, on Fridays. Yeah, that's that's what struck me as the, as the odd part. Not that they would <laughs> release him because at this point, if he's begging for it and they sort of want to, you know, just sort of, like, do one of these things and wash their hands of it— I could see them releasing Brian, although I, I I don't think they will. But I, I guess I could I could fathom that. But when he said Monday, I was like, no, I th I think that's BS. Because they okay. really, unless it's like an emergency, like you messed up bad, uh, you know, unless you like cause this company public shame, they only re they release you on Fridays. Oh yeah. 
I mean, the the fact of the matter is is that like even WWE said there's no truth to that, and um, it, it's just so interesting to me to see that you know somebody is now trying to uh, get this rumor mill going on about Daniel Bryan. You know, now it's WrestleMania season. He's teasing about trying to return to the ring. Which, by the way, I saw that video of him. Uh, I think it was Instagram, and he was like lifting these like doing these like squats. Oh yeah, weights. with with like these huge weights on his supposedly bad neck. Yeah. Yeah. My God. And I was and, like... and and people on Twitter, and I'm gonna get on a, a bit of a rant here. We've talked about this privately, but like the people on Twitter who are like, Daniel Bryan can't wrestle. You know, he's gonna be crippled. You know, they act like Daniel Bryan's a dying dog. You know, or like he's some dude dying of cancer. You know, it's like I think Daniel Bryan knows his body. You know, isn't his like... finisher called the Old Yeller? Sorry. What? Is it... Isn't, isn't that how it works? Because he is like a dying dog. That's a terrible just... joke. <laughs> You're a terrible That's... joke. I thought you were being serious for a second because I was going to say <laughs> I don't think so. Then I realized I think you're I think you're trying I think you're joking around. Goggle. Might as well change it to the old uh, yellow. Uh, now I, I now if I'm fun. WWE I tell him don't don't do that damn flying headbutt ever again. Yeah, I know we talked about it earlier uh, like in, in private like listen the, if they're going to ban a move in the WWE it has to be the flying headbutt. Like, a, I get it, like I don't get. Uh, man, we're really rambling. The here. amount of re- we're really rambling here, but I, I like where this conversation is going. Yeah. I don't get sick about a lot like in the ring. Like I can watch Edge spearing Jeff Hardy off the ladder. I can watch McFoley, you know, falling off the hell in the cell. There's two things that kind of make me ill per se in the ring. McFoley versus Rock. I quit. Where where Rock sort of took liberties and just. Smash this guy with a chair over and yeah, over. Yeah, the chair shot over Mick Foley's head was that oh that God. that gets me a little like I kind of I, I kind of feel a little disgusted watching that. And then the flying headbutt, really, no matter who does it, you know, whether it's the obvious example or a guy like Daniel Bryan or Harley Race or Dynamite Kid, it just that's the move that makes me more sort of sick to my stomach than anything else. But like you just you just answered like the ultimate question is that like you see guys like Harley Race who is. Uh, you know, of course, he's he's a legend in his own right. But then you look at like Dynamite Kid, who's just an absolute train wreck. He's messed up his life, big yeah, time. He, yeah, his life is over. He's a mental case, and you know. But then we go to like Chris Benoit, and you think after him they would say, okay, maybe let's not use that move anymore. But what do they do? They give it to Daniel Bryan, and <laughs> I just as if people weren't calling him Benoit like already when he came in, you know. Yeah, I mean, and, and the fact of the matter is, it looks more damaging to the user than it does to the it, opponent. Yeah, it does, like, Anyways. like, um, you know, maybe it's sort of looking back hindsight, whatever. But like, even even at the time, I I've never cared for the flying headbutt as a move. But yeah, so I, so these Daniel Bryan rumors, they're BS. You know, Sky yeah, G- Sky Genie, our great uh, great guy in the chat, uh, brings up a great point. Brings up a decent point that uh, that Bryan was doing it before WWE. So f- fair yeah, enough, I, know, I guess. Like, uh, yeah, and then he he also mentioned that WWE wouldn't wait a week to fire him; they would just they would just let him go. Fire him. Yeah, exactly. You know. That's why rumors are are it's just going to be rumors until they actually happen. Um, I don't know. You, you think at least if WWE is going to like stop a move from coming? I know we 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 were we bashed like the domestication of a lot of the indie darlings, right? But you think that's the one move they would kind of say, uh, you know. I, I think that I think that's the one where I say okay um you know I don't understand not letting this guy you know do his 450 flip from the outside or whatever you know whatever it may be but 
Like they took Can away we stop Seth this? Rollins' curb stomp. Versus yeah, Seth yeah. Rollins. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, they take they take away the curb stomp, but not the uh, not the flying headbutt. Flying headbutt, really. Uh, um, but speaking yeah. of uh, indie darlings or former indie darlings, uh, let's talk about CM Punk for a second. Um, <laughs> it looks like CM Punk and Dana White are at an impasse here as far as when when he's going to show up to the UFC. Um, now I am of I, before you get onto it. I am of the crowd. I am one of those people. I and, and I, I'm not discouraging Punk if he wants to do UFC. Fine, whatever, good for him. I'm I, but I am one of those people who thinks that this this is not going to happen. I'm not going to believe it until it's like written in stone. You know what I mean? I just I just at this point, like he was signed last December, like before. It's been a whole year, almost a year and a half coming up here since he was signed to UFC. I mean, oh, yeah, you know, but, e- um, either either piss or get off the pot. Right. Um, the thing is, is that uh, when, it, when it comes to CM Punk, he's been with UFC for 13 months. And he, I mean, it, it's all been, it's been all hype. It's been all interviews. I understand that. They kind of have to uh, at least keep him in the conversation for UFC because uh, he is walking money. It doing no matter what, what if, whether you like him or dislike him, he's just oh he's a draw, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So the thing is, is that CM Punk wants to debut in UFC 200, especially now because Ronda Rousey's movie has been pushed back, so she cannot fight against Holly Holm in a rematch. Um. So that's what he would like to do. However, Dana White wants to put him in UFC 199. Now this this is this, this is where um I'm not quite sure what Dana's thinking is. Like it's UFC 200, you might as well do something special. Right. And and the thing is with Dana White, he he picked out two opponents and they're going to face each other in the prelims next month to face CM Punk in <laughs> Would you like to know who they are? Uh, probably two people I've never heard of, but go ahead. They're two newcomers. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, Mickey Gale well, or Mickey Gall. Actually, I'm more sorry. interested. What's their record? Do you know their record? I do. It's Mickey Gall, who is 1-0. and <laughs> Okay. And Michael Jackson, 0-0. Zero and zero. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> so CM Punk, will, CM Punk will either be facing... Punk versus Jackson. Yes. Please. CM Punk versus Michael Jackson. We need that just for the memes. Just. I Do it just, for the memes. Do it for the vines. Yeah, really, please. Give me a headline, baby. Um, <laughs> you know, and he is, uh, and someone did ask him if he was going to continue fighting past his debut, because I know that's been a topic between you and me. Uh, you say that he's just not going to fight at all. I say that he's only going to make it uh, for one match and then just, you know, wash the blood off his hands. He's saying, I didn't move up to Milwaukee training my ass off and getting hurt, going back into the gym just so I can one and done it. This is what I do now. Um, okay. And to that I say... Well, that there's your thoughts. Sky Genie says he thinks this move is because if Punk loses at 200, it will make the event a disaster. Dana will blank. Uh, Dana will bank that event on Punk because he's a proven draw. So basically, the Brock Lesnar effect, where Brock Lesnar lost to Frank Mir and like I guess so. I guess so. But, he but was like such a big name, people still bought it. Money. Yeah, really. 
So um, that makes sense. That's actually that's that's really safe. So yeah, that's really smart. I, I didn't think about that. Because um, like people, I mean, I would think I don't know again too much about UFC or anything, but I would think they're gonna have some sort of big matchup lined up for two hundred anyway. Right. And people are probably gonna buy it because it's it's two hundred. You know, something. Oh yeah. Something special oh, yeah. is gonna happen or, or what have you. Yeah, who knows? And and I'm very curious to see who who uh, Holly Holmes' opponent will be because like I'm definitely interested in her. Uh, It'll be weird having, and I know I know they had you know they've had you know women's fights without Ron, without Rousey, but it'll it'll be weird seeing a what I'm assuming headlining uh, UFC fight without Ronda Rousey. But it's not like it'll like suck or anything because man, Holly conquered, you know Rousey that whole fight. Um, oh yeah, I remember what the everything is one ninety three. Yeah, 193. Um, but uh, then we're going to move on to the next uh, soon-to-be former indie darling. Uh, we've now <laughs> noted how WWE officials wanted to debut AJ Styles as a surprise entrant in a 30-man Royal Rumble main event at one point, but those plans could have changed when the news got out that he and others from New Japan may be coming into the company. Uh, Styles has finally commented on the subject about coming up to the, uh, to the WWE, or specifically the Rumble. And he says, I don't know what the future holds for me. I'll tell you what. If I'm not recovering some from some weird arm bar submission and there's a spot in the Royal Rumble, how specific? Um, <laughs> and he goes, I don't deserve a thing. I don't deserve you, but I'll tell you, if you put me in the Royal Rumble, I'll kick some ass for you guys. Um, and hey. to that, I say, worst kept secret of 2016. <laughs> uh, you know, um, this, this is... Uh... I again, it goes back to why? Why do people have to ruin things? Can't we just uh, well, have nice things? Don't you think things? like WWE.com did that though for themselves? Because it really like once they like after like the Wrestle Kingdom event, they it was just it was just downhill from there. Yeah, um, you know, at this point, they probably the better route might be just to, just to come out and say yes, you know, just announced AJ Styles will be in the Rumble. Yeah, no, really. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's just when it when it comes to like, obviously, I'm a huge fan of AJ Styles. I always have been. And uh, I've always said that AJ Styles deserves to be in the WWE. He um, he was he has always been the like the top guy that he's that's ever actually never really been in the company. I know he's had that match with Hurricane. We all know. But like, you know, he's never as far actually, as actual like this is AJ Styles. Big name. You should be excited to see him. Oh yeah, and um, you know they just did a live event today um, with Finn Balor working as a heel against Sami Zayn, and he's doing like the Bullet Club mm. stuff and putting a gun like like hands. <laughs> I did see the, I did see a picture of that earlier on. Sky Genie brings up the point that a teaser does help draw in the Rumble, even if he does not appear, which is oh which yeah, is very I true. So, just you with know. the number one, that's all they need. That would have actually helped too. <laughs> that would have helped. Uh, you know. Uh, if I'm WWE, I put it, you, you and at this point, you know, there's not enough people on the roster. You have to, you have to put her on. You know, I, I kind of feel like you have to put him in. I tell you what, as interested as I am to see AJ Styles, and I do hope we see him in the Rumble. I'm honestly, I think I'm more interested in in Nakamura. I just there, there's something about this guy that I, I just, I really want to see how they handle him. Are they going to treat him with a respect that, let's say, you know. You can use internet fan, but kind of everybody's an internet fan. But are they going to treat him with the respect that an NJPW fan would have for him? Or are they going to make him like 
you know, typical, you know, Yoshitatsu, Tajiri, like, Ching Chong. They will not. They will not Takamichi Noku Nakamura. I would hope not, but I just, you know, it's it's one of those things. I'm gonna sound like one of those guys, but like it's WWE. (laughs) It's not gonna happen. No way. Um, Now my question is, I guess for when it comes to Nakamura, do you think they're gonna change his name? Um, I think I think so. They they change everybody now. It might be as simple as as taking. They might a, just even just let him have like Nakamura. Yeah, it might it might be something as simple as taking a letter off, or it might be something similar. But they change everybody's names. That's just the way they do business, and I don't necessarily mind it. Well, yeah, well I mean, with the exception of two. Guys. I think I think AJ might keep his name. I yeah, think that's a possibility. I I don't see them. I don't see them calling him something else. And hey, like, for all we know, maybe you know Nakamura will keep his name. I don't know if that's his his real name or not. I'm I'm not too sure, but right. uh, I would venture to guess he will probably be called something else. Oh yeah. And um, Sky Genie says he thinks Doc will be Luke again, and I I would agree with that. I think he'll he'll be yeah, Luke Gallows again. They, you know, I, I know I know they don't call uh, Matt Bloom like A Train or Albert. You know, they just they just call him. Yeah, they call him like Jason Albert, don't they? Uh, they were for a bit, but now, but now, like on break, it's he's like he's like the man of like a thousand names because like sometimes sometimes really they refer to him as like Tenzai, but then like on Breaking Ground he's referred to as Matt Bloom, but then when he was an announcer he was Jason Alberts. Albert, and so it's he's kind of like the man of like fifteen billion names. Seriously, yeah. Um, my so yeah, I I would I would say Luke Gallows will be returning that name. Uh, I'm sure, and I agree uh, with Sky Genie as well that uh, Kenta has been treated fairly well as Hideo Itami. Uh, I know his um, momentum really was cut short. Um, so if they are bringing Nakamura, personally, I would like to see Hideo and Nakamura in a tag team in NXT. Um, I think you know uh, Kenta and, uh, or at least Nakamura's charisma could really rub off in Hideo as far as adjusting into the uh, WWE style. Because I mean, Nakamura has some charisma, let me tell you. Um, but uh, the, the, so I think that'd be pretty cool. I know it, it's you know typical Japanese tag team, but the thing is, WWE's never had really had a Japanese tag team. Not treated, not treated like as seriously as they would treat those guys. Yeah, I mean, like we've had like joke tag teams, but yeah, that Kai not not Kai like not, not like this is Nakamura, this is Hideo Itami. These are badasses. Like, be scared of these guys. <laughs> or Orient Express, which was, which was long before our time, or at least my time. True, true story, true story. Um, so, um, oh, and and one final point before I go, I would like to note that. Uh, do you think Carl Anderson will get the name change? I, I, I obviously Styles isn't. Um, I don't. Uh, is that his? Is that his real name? Or I would believe so. Let, let me let me do a quick uh, let's let's do too. a quick a Carl quick search on this. But Anderson. I see, I think that's his real name. So yeah, I would think he's name. he will probably get a different he will probably get a different name. I would think. Think so. I th- I think so. I I think I think I think anybody who wasn't associated. Well, see, I I would say that, but then uh, I don't think AJ Styles will get a name change. No, Nakamura no probably. No 
Nakamura probably will, but I could see I could see them sticking with Nakamura, even if they just even if he was just Nakamura. Mm. Um, I think uh-huh. I think Doc Gallows will be Luke Gallows again, and then Carl Anderson I think will probably get a new name, even if it's like something Carlson or something. <laughs> yeah, Andy Carlson. You know something something ridiculous. You know he'll get the Daniel Bryan treatment of you. Just you know you just switch the names. Yeah, um, and it's also really obvious of how blatantly obvious that Finn, Carl, and Gallows will be a trio. Oh my lord! Uh, so th- they'll at least have some interaction, like oh, at this it point. Hurts. Um, and and again, I agree, I agree with Sky Genie. There's no way you could change AJ's name. It's very like similar, very similar to Joe. Yeah, yeah. Same with Punk, and same with Sting. You could, you can you really can't change any of their names because they're too well known. In, in the business. Um, but speaking about people who are well-known in the business, uh, that Huck Hogan guy, uh, whoever that is, um, he supposedly, re- uh, there is uh, a possibility he could be returning for this year's WrestleMania. Now, now Triple H did bring this up, I want to say November or a couple months back about, yeah, you know, we'd be glad to have Hogan back. And I said this back in June or whenever it broke out, I said, he'll be back. And I think I remember saying that he'll be he would be back by WrestleMania, uh, right? You know, and who knows? Maybe, maybe not. I don't. I don't know if people would accept him. I, you know, I think most people would. I, I think, I think generally, so. generally, wrestling fans are for, are forgiving. I mean, they keep forgiving Jeff Hardy and guys like that. <laughs> you know, yeah, really. Um, yeah, you know, uh, so so wrestling fans, as cynical as we can be at times, we are generally forgiving to our own, at least. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've always said if there is one fan base that is, you know, like, loyal. Like, to... I'll give you, like, see, if 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 tomorrow night on Raw or whenever, uh, not tomorrow night, but like, you know, if ne- if next week on Raw, cult of personality hit, people would like mark out and they'd yell and scream and they'd be like, "Yes, CM Punk." Agreed. And, and right now, those are the same people going, oh, CM Punk's a loser. CM, I hate CM Punk. He was never that good. CM you know? quitter. You know, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, it's one of those things. We're, we're generally forgiving. Oh, yeah. Um, now, the problem is with Hogan's return is that he is currently in a lawsuit with uh, Gawker, and the trial is uh, it's actually set to begin three weeks before Mania. So... Oops. I mean, I went. I wouldn't count on Hogan for this WrestleMania, but probably next year's or at some point right, in the future. Right, right. No, I, I would. I could see that too. I mean, uh, you, you can't, you can't even really do a history of WWE without Hulk Hogan. You know. Oh yeah, he is the, um, I guess one of the first cornerstones of the company. Well, at least of the WWF. At least you know of modern wrestling as we think of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, um, uh, <laughs> you know, whether you love or hate him, I mean, you know, history as we know it would be so different. Um, but moving on from the news to Monday Night Raw, yes, I'll let you lead this conversation because uh, my memory is scattered of Monday Night Raw, <laughs> but my commentary is not because there's a few segments that I do remember. There, there are there are a few things I remember. Uh, Raw from. <laughs> The Smoothie King Center. We were talking about this on the on the pre-show we did. I, yeah. I love the names of some of these arenas. Oh uh, my god! Smoothie, smoothie King Center. I, At least, it, I mean, and it's it's corny it, and it's, it's goofy. It, it's better. It's better than like 
I forget where the Dunkin' Donut Center is. Oh my god! <sighs> but like, I know there's an arena called the Dunkin' Donut Center, and I laugh every time. Well, check this out. Where I live, you know, I live outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. For those of y'all who don't know, and uh, there's a new venue. Like they do primarily like wrestling shows, and the venue is uh, it's a former movie theater that was taken out by like this abandoned mall, and it's called, you guessed it, the Cinema. And I just, <laughs> I just the originality. I <laughs> just. Uh, Plus one for you. So so the show starts off, and I, I think I sent you a picture uh, over the week. There's a picture floating online of, like, the last five Raws. Yeah. Stephanie and Vince in the ring. Roman comes out, and, like, they leave or something. Yeah. And they it's like, like, what? Why? So I guess they did the same thing here. I I, I I missed the first hour or so. I couldn't be bothered to, to watch it back. I missed this. I cannot be bothered with these segments. My God, start a new way to start the show. Please. Yeah, please. Oh, my goodness gracious. Like, break up the monotony. Have Roman Reigns come out first. Go for it. <laughs> Sky Genie brings up that WWE needs to put Byron Saxton backstage. I agree. Totally uh, worthless. Yeah. Totally, you know, totally, totally worthless. You can definitely tell he's like the sidekick of the sidekick. Like, like, like if John Cena's hurt, put him on commentary. Yeah, you know, please. I would just put like all the injured guys on commentary. Just have an eight-man booth. Yeah, with as many people. Like, that you, are I mean, you get as much useful information. So then, uh, Dean Ambrose versus Sheamus. Uh, not much going on there. Ambrose actually did bust open Sheamus. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Hit his head against the ring post and was bleeding. So, yeah, hey, he good for him, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Kevin Owens, of course, would beat up Dean Ambrose and and leave him laying. Uh, of course, was fantastic. Was fantastic. Uh, later on, we got an Ambrose promo where he's like, "Hey, I'm, hey, I'm still here. I'm still fighting. And if Kevin Owens wants to fight, I'm here to fight him." And you know, typical good Dean Ambrose promo. You know, as as usual. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I do like at least with this feud. He's he's uh, for a while there. He was, and I I, I love Dean Ambrose. Uh, so before like, I say this, but I think you know where I'm going. Where for a while he was kind of like this goofy, like kind of goofy. Like you really couldn't take him he seriously. He's like a Brian Pillman ripoff. Yeah, you know he he was just kind of he was just kind of you couldn't really take him seriously. I guess just because he didn't have anything serious to latch on to. But this feud with Kevin Owens. Has really done wonders for both guys, I think. This is, like, easily the best thing going. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. Sky um, Genie says Ambrose uh, says uh, Owens is the best reason to watch Raw, and that Ambrose has direction now. I would I would agree. They, they, Ambrose has awesome. a direction he's now. He's my favorite person. <laughs> he has a direction now. I think he's, he's a fantastic Intercontinental Champion. And yeah. if the things at the Rumble don't go the way I'd like them, I do hope that he holds on to that Intercontinental Championship for a long time. Mm. No, I agree. Um, Owens, is, of course, as everyone knows, is my favorite, you know, wrestler in the current roster. Roster. He's he's just the best. You know, the, you know the look, the attitude, the, the you know the gimmick, just everything is just perfect. Uh, and of course, Ambrose is just you know it, it's just I don't want to say oil and water, but you know it, it's just it's it's a wonderful chemistry that they have, and it's it, it makes the uh, Intercontinental Title picture relevant again. Um, right, exactly. You know, at least one, 
uh, mid-card title matters, which <laughs> we will discuss we'll, later. We'll get on to that later on. Uh, we then got a backstage segment between Paul Heyman, uh, Vince, and Stephanie. It's typical, you know, uh, typical, you know, oh, my client doesn't want to be in the Rumble. He wants to be in the main event. And then the McMahons are all pissed. And they, they go into, like, the men's bathroom to talk about it or whatever the fuck. <laughs> we then get uh, Stardust and Titus O'Neil. These guys are feuding for a reason that I have no clue. Do you have any clue why these guys are fighting? Um... My answer is on <laughs> there, this time. See, see, I think the fact that you had to say um kind um, kind of kind of said it because like it's not like this is like a random one off match. These guys have been having have been having Jesus have been having a feud for like two months now over nothing. Yeah. Um, poor poor Titus. Like I don't know. I, I just wish he would have a little bit more than just I, I know they're trying they're building up to something. I don't really know what it is. I see um, I've heard people like I've heard rumble and I I've heard rumblings that this like it, Titus is like trying to like get Cody back or whatever, but like I'm not getting that from this. <laughs> no, I I I don't know what the payoff is going to be. I would like to see them um, become bedfellows as a tag team. I yeah, like personally. like I mean, if you're gonna have these two, I think Darren's hurt. So like, just have them be have them be. I know it would be a direct ripoff of Booker T Goldust, but have them be Booker T and Goldust because that was entertaining. And I know that these guys could do that. Is uh is we're we gonna let uh Cody do like the like the old like you remember uh the Goldust. At that time, when he was do like he would do like like the schizophrenic, like the Tourette's kind right. of thing, like <laughs> just that kind of stuff. Oh my god, that would be wonderful. Please, let's let's just let that happen. <laughs> so so we, we then get uh, we then get a segment with Jericho in the New Day. This is where Jericho made his uh, back of the bus comment, and people yeah. people were all bent out of shape over it. And and it's like Mark Henry went on Twitter later on. He's like. He's like, man, that's that's not what Jericho was talking about. He's like, I got to stick up for my boys, Jericho. <laughs> that's not what they were talking about. Yeah, actually, it was a whole bunch of people. It was uh, it was Mark Henry, it was Teddy Long, uh, Titus, I believe. Darren Young definitely was one of them. Um, and the Usos did too. Uh, yeah, like, there was... back of the bus is like the party, the party section of the bus, and the yes. front of the bus is for like the old people who want to sleep on the on the on the road, you know. As a touring musician, I am totally aware of the term and uh, make full use of it. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, it, it's yeah, I because I, I didn't see it as something like. And besides, like Jimmy and Jay are Samoan. Come on, they're not even. Yeah, they're not even like African American. Which, if you're gonna be offended by it, that's who he would have to apply it to. Yeah. So so then it's the Usos versus New Day. Um, this featured. I really wanted to talk about this. This finish here, this finish. I would normally hate this. Like, like I would bury this. Like, totally bury this in the ground. So Xavier Woods is interfering, and Jericho grabs the trombone, and Xavier looks over and he's begging and he's pleading, please, please don't break my trombone. And he's on his knees and he's praying and Jericho holds it up in the air and, and he bends it over his knee and he and he and he breaks it and Xavier Woods breaks down, like has a mental breakdown and and, and is crying over a, I... a grown man is crying 
over a tr- broken trombone. Uh, do you know how much those trombones and cost? I understand he is a wrestler that makes money. He, he's a tag team champion, and he's crying. He's crying Have you seen over his this channel. <laughs> this, this, okay, fine. Uh, that's not. No, that's not his. That's Austin like Creed. All his game fetishes. It doesn't. Get, like, <laughs> that trombone is the only thing that actually means like any money. And to him. so, Jericho breaks this, and Xavier Woods breaks down, and you know, New Day gets pinned off the distraction. That's that part's fine, but uh, the way Xavier Woods overacted on this and broke down in in tears. I believe these were actual <laughs> tears that he was crying here. Uh, I wanted I to say. hate this so bad. I cannot tell you how bad I wanted to come on here this evening and say this was shit, this was terrible, I hated this. I can't. I can't. This was so <laughs> goddamn entertaining. Holy shit, I was laughing. Like it's one of those things where maybe it's just cuz it was so bad, it was good or whatever. I was laughing so hard watching Xavier have a breakdown over this trombone. Oh my god. This was hilarious. This was like Rusev so fish of 2016. Where it was so bad it was good. Oh my god. I, I have not laughed that hard on Raw in a long time. So I'll give I'll give these guys credit. They took a finish that if I saw that on paper. If I'm Vince and I see that on paper, I'd be like, "That's that shit. I hate it. Throw it out." Oh my god, they won me over. So, so I'll give them. I will give Xavier Woods and Jericho and everybody else credit uh, that th- this was a finish that really should have not been. Really should have been terrible, and and it shouldn't have been any good. And I was I was laughing so hard. No, oh my god. No, in all fairness, though, the. Uh... And yes, I totally agree with Sky Genie. That should be the OMG moment of the year. <laughs> Certainly the OMG moment of, of January. Uh, although I guess the month isn't over yet. Yeah, really. Yeah, and it's only January. Uh, and it's only January. Uh, the, the thing is, is that, like, you know, if someone did that to one of my guitars or my microphones, I would probably have the same, um, like, I, I don't want to say. <laughs> Just this, this absolute just mental explode, or implosion. There you go. That's the word. I would just implode right there in front of the live audience. Um, it would be it would be wonderful. <laughs> but uh, what was the next segment? Uh, we then got um, this is probably the, this is the segment I hated the most. Not because not even because the guys in it. The Wyatt family versus social outcast. And and why this wasn't just a straight up murder of of the social outcast by the Wyatt family, I don't know. Ryback comes in, he tosses out the Wyatt family. It's a thing that happens. Hooray for the rumble. You know, I not know. much there really. <laughs> way to way to like emasculate the Wyatts, you know. They're they're absolutely whooping the uh and it's nothing against it's nothing against social outcasts i think the guys are great in that in that little you know stable if you want to call it that but my goodness there's no reason they should have been standing in i know ryback interfered and it was five on four but but uh you know i you can make sort of a uh i guess an excuse or what have you but man there's no reason they should have been standing in the ring while the wyatts walked away well, no, my None. Problem, There's no excuse I, for that. I agree with you, but my my bigger problem is that like, a they shouldn't even put up that much of a fight 
against the Wyatts. I like them. I like the social outcasts. I think that they're a great idea. Sky Genie pretty much feels the same way. He says, I like the group, but not at the expense of the Wyatts. Yeah, really. And it, 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 the fact of the matter is, is that, like, yes, they're an entertaining group. I'm glad that all four of these guys now have something to do. That's awesome. And they are getting some sort of a following as a more entertaining group. You know, it's not like this, like, abs- like this 2008 to 2010, like, you know, it's, it's not like it's it's, it's, it's not like they're guys who who it's not like they're a bunch of boring guys who don't who are just, you know, that's their whole gimmick is that they're boring <laughs> League of Nations. Yeah, no, I <laughs> don't even get me started, um, <laughs> you know, but what I just what I don't understand is, is that like the Wyatt are supposed to be like monsters, like out, like legitimate like killers. Key, like, keyword supposed main eventer. Keyword supposed to. Yeah, really seriously. And you like you ha- like one week, and I don't get it. Like one week, like Braun Strowman like no sells like everyone. They yeah, that's a, uh, that's the thing that kills me. They can't they decide. That, they can't decide whether Braun Strowman is is freaking you know ball. is like Undertaker or Eric Rowan. Yeah. Yeah, they can't decide if he's. If, are we going to build this guy, or or is he just a jobber like Eric Rowan? We don't and know. That's why I'm so like. That's why everyone's so sick and tired of creative. Is it's this on and off switch of all the superstars that we have. It's just like, okay, well, let's push this guy to the moon here. This week I know. I know. Stone Cold Steve Austin has brought up like fifty fifty booking in a, in a lot of his podcasts like recently, and and it's yeah. true. Y- you know, you can't you can't one week, and we have a perfect example coming up in this next match. Uh, although I'm willing to give it a break, I'm willing to give this next one a, a break and to, and to see where the story goes. But you can't have a guy beat, let's say Ryback. This is a big win over Ryback he got here, and then lose to like Big Show. And oh, what a shame he lost to Big Show. You can't do that. <sighs> so speaking of that, uh, we get an example of it here: De Alberto Del Rio versus Kalisto for the United States Championship. And uh, after a, a pretty good match for the most part, Kalisto wins one, two, three. Kalisto was, is the new United States champion. Right. No. Uh, it it was a nice match, but the crowd didn't give a damn. No. This is where I noticed, and I think I said it on Twitter. Um, as as it was happening, this is where I or I think I I retweeted a comment that said like this crowd is dead. Yeah, they really they, just like. Don't I give felt I, like I felt bad for these guys because the the show didn't seem like it was going too terribly at this point, but right. but man, not, I, that I crowd did was, not care at all. I think because they at least during the match, like, like they think, like they popped for the finish. You know, they 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 did at least pop when Kalisto won, and they were happy for that. But like during the match, as far as like the highs and the lows of a wrestling match. They did not care at all. Oh, yeah, they really don't. And the thing is, like, Del Rio is, like, I'm a huge Del Rio fan. Huge. And I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I have never seen a superstar that actually does so well in Ring of Honor, does so well in Lucha Underground, does so well in every other promotion. But when it comes to WWE, it just, it it still seems like every time, every week, whether it's on Raw or SmackDown or wherever, that he's just, there's something missing. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing is, uh, you know, and I think I said it, uh, I think I said it before, maybe last week or the week before, about like, I feel like Del Rio's promos are really, really bad now. Like he was never great on promos, but I feel like the especially the past couple of weeks, I feel like he's, his promos are getting worse. 
Yeah, because, like I liked when he first came in and was doing like my name is Alberto. Del like when he first came, like when he first but came, when he that. first came in, like six years ago, when he was, you know, I have all these cars and this money, and I'm better than you. Like that was like I thought that was great. I thought he's he did decent, a great. I, I thought I he did a great job at that. And then ever since, like, I don't know, he won Money in the Bank or he won his first title or whatever. He's just been, I'm Mexican. <laughs> It's just yeah. like, and there's you can't get behind that like one way or the other. People really stopped caring about him like when he cashed the money in the bank in. Yeah, on, it, it was yeah, weird because like because you know people people. Uh, I remember like he was uh, maybe not an internet darling, but like people liked his work. And then when he won the title, like the second he won the title, people were like, "Oh, I hate Alberto Del Rio. He's the worst." No, I. Uh, there we go. Uh, but when it comes to like the match itself, I'm actually like l- looking through the raw results as we speak because now that I have them up for me, um, Del Rio and Kalisto did put on a good match, and we'll talk about their match in SmackDown. But um, I was really proud to see how far Kalisto has come as far as a storyteller in the ring. Mm. Um, now, what pissed me off the most the entire night? You heard me. Oh my God, I was livid when they. When Kalisto mentioned Eddie Guerrero. Oh my God! Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I did not notice. I did not notice this at the time because I, I honestly I was kind of like, "What the hell is he talking about?" And then, and we'll we'll just we'll just talk about it here. On SmackDown, he cut what I assume was practically the same promo. Um, and he mentioned he's like, "I won this for for Eddie." He practically said those words. I I can't quote him verbatim. But he practically said, I won this for Eddie. Or I yeah. won this because of Eddie. Yeah, and, I, and like, Eddie has been dead for 10 years. Um, I'm sorry for yelling and I'm sorry for blowing out your ears there. But no, the no, dude has been good. dead for 10 years. Kalisto doesn't even have a damn relationship with this man. He probably never even met him. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly At what least Rey Mysterio was his best friend. <laughs> It's just like I'm, yeah, yeah. Batista needs. At least Aiden English is married to his daughter. (laughs) Aiden English is more of a Guerrero than Calisto, or Alberto Del Rio. Oh my god! And and he's white. (laughs) Oh my god! See, see, I wasn't as pissed about. I wasn't pissed about this Monday because I completely missed his Eddie comment. I was. Pissed Thursday. Oh, dude. let oh, this oh. man rest in peace, for God's sake. Oh, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it then. We'll, we'll let so, so I agree with you. That is that. And besides, like, can we be happy for Kalisto and not Eddie Junior? No, yeah. Oh <laughs> my God. Like, can we? Can we? Like, can every Latino like single star stop mentioning Eddie? Like, that's that shouldn't be your cue to win a title, please. Like, and I know he mentioned Ray too. I know he said, like, uh, yeah, oh, you know, Sky, Ray, Sky, Genie, Sky Genie brings up a point that that's WWE scripting, you know, and, and that's true. This is not necessarily against, you know, Kalisto. I'm not blaming him here. It's just th- this I whole idea Chris that you're Latino, so you have to mention Eddie Guerrero or Rey Mysterio in a promo. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I, agree with, uh, I agree with Sky Genie. But uh, the thing is that, like, yeah, seriously, Eddie Guerrero wasn't the only luchador that made it no. to WWE. Come and on. even if he was, even if he was, that Ugh. doesn't mean you have to mention him. Ugh, like, I know, seriously. Ca- let Kalisto Cali- make his own stardom. Yeah, at least he's away oh from my that God. fucking Sin Cara mask curse. 
Uh, yeah, really. Really. So, so Kalisto wins the title. The fans are happy. Good for him. We then get, uh, well, it's supposed to be Charlotte versus Brie Bella, but Becky comes out, beats up Charlotte. Good stuff which there. Which was awesome, which was great. I thought I thought Becky Lynch did a really good job. She so she showed a lot of fire here. I thought her promo afterwards about like I'm gonna get Charlotte and I can't wait to you know rip her arm off. I thought all that was pretty well done. So again, this for as bad as they have messed up the the Divas Revolution, uh, this is they're turning a corner. Mm-hmm. Much like yeah. with Roman Reigns, at least as of a couple weeks ago, they're they're turning a corner. There's yeah, potent uh, there's okay. potential. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad to see that Becky Lynch is legitimately the only face in the Divas Division. Yeah, really. Like, like, <laughs> come on. It's, uh... And that's true. I mean, there's no Please. other face. Unless Paige comes back, I, I'm assuming she would be a face um, when she comes back. I won't let her be a face. But, like, I don't... Yeah. You know, she she I, she poked at a at a dead yeah, guy. Yeah, I mean it's a little. Cl- I mean that's one of those things. You got to be a heel for like a year. <laughs> yeah, that's just like an automatic. That's automatic. You're a heel for a year. Like yeah, you just insulted a dead guy. Uh, and the thing is, not just any dead guy. It's it's Reed fucking Flair. You like really? You know the the son of Ric Flair, the who brother pe- who of people the love. Divas champion. You know. No big deal or anything. <laughs> yeah, so so all that all that stuff was fine. We then get the one versus all match uh, early in the night. Vince said, "You're going to wrestle all these guys," and uh, turned out to it, be just it was pretty. Yeah, Kevin it was really it, it was it wasn't so much one versus all. It was one versus Kevin Owens who probably ate them all. Um, so <laughs> you know this this match was this match was eight. <laughs> it was a good match though. You know it was a good match. Um, he Roman... probably only ate the Ascension's black tights. That's why they, why they wore those awful red things, those <laughs> right. eyesores. The Ascension period are awful, no yeah, matter like what the, they wear. The, the Their menstruation gear. <laughs> God, so, so it looks like Reigns is going to win. Uh, a bunch of guys interfere. I think New Day's in there. Uh, then, yeah. then you get Brock Lesnar. That's what people wanted to see anyway. They all knew Brock Lesnar was coming out. They wanted to see him. He comes out, suplexes everybody. I know you have an issue with somebody suplexed. And uh, F5s everybody and, and, and clears the ring, picks up Roman Reigns. I thought they were going to go a different route with this. I honestly, I thought they were going to go the Brock Lesnar pulls Roman Reigns up and like they sort of respect each other kind of thing. But no, he hits an F5 and walks out and Roman kind of gives him that sly smile like, yeah, you got me this time. Which, uh, that's another thing. Much like the Jericho, uh, much like the Jericho uh, trombone incident, normally I would bury that to like to to hell and back as far as why would Roman be smiling he just got a five I thought this this was a nice callback to the WrestleMania match I took it as hey you got me this time but you're not gonna be so lucky next time maybe I'm optimistic and I took this the right way I didn't mind Roman smiling at the end with that I will I will leave the floor to you because I know you have some thoughts on this fuck Lesnar (laughs) <laughs> like plain and well there you go ladies and gentlemen uh there's your show tonight we're gonna uh <laughs> like there it is i know like apologize for the swear but like that's Beep. just like, <laughs> like like damn like really like i was so upset because like i know they've been hyping and talking about owens and lesnar for a while and i know we've been trying to get this interaction so you think they would just kind of keep it safe and keep their boundary, you know, to build Owens' legitimacy, you know, because he's a prize fighter? That would help, please. 
you know? So what do they do? First thing he does, takes out Del Rio. That that already set me off because Del Rio actually is an MMA and he's legitimate. Um, so that that was that didn't go well. Um, and then then he then he then he took takes out well he took out New Day for first, and then it was Del Rio, and then it was Kevin Owens with a with a, though he should not have done a Durban suplex on Kevin Owens. Should not. I, I'll, I'll say I'll say right. like. Owens, they probably should have had, had Owens roll out of the way, way, maybe make the ascension, take that bump, you know, put like yes. Stardust or you know, freaking Tyler Breeze in there. So, so I, I can, I can see that point. At the same time, he just wrestled like this long ass match. One, the only one that gave any sort of like dent in the Lesnar armor is Sheamus, which is disgusting. Yeah, that double pissed me off. <laughs> I I will I will try to on this podcast remain unbiased as far as my my views on wrestlers, and if guys do a good job, I'll be more than happy to say that they did a good job. Fuck the league. <laughs> but Sheamus is possibly the exception as far as I don't care. Like, I know, if you're a no. fan of Sheamus, I'm sorry, but I I can't be like it's one of those things like I can't even I can't be bothered. So yes. seeing Sheamus get off get offense on Lesnar kind of hurt me inside. <laughs> oh my no! Like, I I will, like if anything if like give give uh, Owens legitimacy, but like have him beat him up a little bit, and then just like have like Lesnar push him back, and then like Owens like out of shock, and he'll just roll out. The only, the only have, yeah, I'll be like I'll get you next time or something like that. The only thing the only thing I'll say is like. He was in like this long ass match, so it's not like he was like fresh and Lesnar just punked him out. Like he was in this brutal, you know, ten minute match here. No, I I, <laughs> I know that's not an. Ex- I know, I know you're not going to accept that, but <laughs> no, I'm not going to accept it. Hell, no, I'm not going. No, Sky yeah. G- Sky Genie says he liked. Uh, I I think he's referring to Sheamus here. He liked his heel turn at first, but it grew old fast. Yeah, I would agree. I I was the same way. I. I kind of I dug the feud with Ziggler for what it was, but then after that, I just I, I couldn't be bothered. Uh, kiss me, arse. Uh, that we, we could. <laughs> I I mean, you could have had a okay. I mean, that was kind of stupid, but uh, you know, for what it was. I thought his know. feud was, but other than that, I thought his feud with Ziggler was fine. I thought his feud with Neville was fine. Like him going after like the the term vanilla midgets. You know, like the, the which, little. Which guy. is funny because he's the most vanilla of all of them. Like I don't know if that was like the joke. And so not just speak. by skin pigment, <laughs> but um, the thing is, is that um, where Seamus lost it with me, I, his heel turn was great, by the way, like the whole like change in his look, the entrance, the theme song, like, it just he needed a whole new atmosphere to be in. And it's fine. You know, it, it, I, I like his entrance. It just it's it still is very refreshing to look at this this Celtic warrior figure and it is a nice change of pace. But where Seamus lost me at was at. Um, actually, Elimination Chamber is where he lost me. Um, where uh, the for it was he was in the Intercontinental Championship match, and I thought he was going to win, and then he lost, of course, to Ryback. And I know good for Ryback, but like, I just felt like he's just going to stagnate. Next thing I know, he won the Money in the Bank, and then that <laughs> the Money in the Bank to me was the final nail in that coffin. Yeah, yeah that's where that's Sky Genie says the same thing. Like Money in the Bank lost him. I I was kind of lost before that, so the Money in the Bank win just confused the hell out of me oh no I, no i know the money in the bank when pissed you off <laughs> well <laughs> uh, not so not so much pissed me off it just kind of like why you know uh 
I feel like we've talked about Seamus a lot more than we really should have. Really need to. All right. Um, I actually, I actually did catch SmackDown this week. Uh, it's it started off. There was a nice promo with Dean Ambrose. I I like the way they set this up. I don't know if you saw it or not, but they had this thing where Renee was in the back and she's like, "Oh, you know, we're getting word that like Dean Ambrose wants to have a word with Kevin Owens," and then like all of a sudden the camera like turns around and you see, you see like the speeding like pickup truck come in and Ambrose apparently hitched a ride with the world's most dangerous driver. And, uh, you know, then he's, like, walking through the back. He's like, if Kevin Owens wants to talk, like, I want to talk to Kevin Owens, so I'm going to be in the ring, and Kevin Owens better beat me there. And then he walked out to the ring, and just a bit, he wants a last-minute standing match. Uh, they had a little bit of interaction with Sheamus in there. Uh, they had a tag match later on. Long short of it, uh, Kevin Owens accepted. Uh, Neville made the save. Uh, then we had we had a baffling tables match where the Dudley boys went over, Luke Harper and Rowan. Don't ask me why. Um, Kalisto cut his promo that I talked about earlier as far as I did this, pretty much saying I did this for Eddie, which uh, the social outcast defeated. This is a great team. I don't know how much, I don't know how much you know of SmackDown. This team is great. The social outcast defeated Jack Swagger, Zack Ryder, Damian Sandow, and Goldust. What a freaking, what a team. What the hell? What a team there, right? What a team. It's the social outcast versus the creative is nothing for you. (laughs) Yeah, really, really. Um, Then the U.S. title match. Alberto Del Rio defeated Kalisto. And uh, Del Rio is, once again, the U.S. champ. And I think they're going to do a rematch this Monday. Um, That's... Are they gonna are they gonna change titles every event? Oh world? my god! It's like you remember that uh, Cena Orton uh, feud where they switched belts every month, like two thousand nine. Uh yes. Uh, Sky Genie's wondering if the social outcast are faces on Raw then heels on SmackDown. Uh, that's what it looks like, which is very weird. <laughs> uh, Becky Lynch yeah. defeated Brie Bella via submission, and then. Uh, Dean Ambrose and, and Neville against Owens and Sheamus ended in a double countout. Uh, Ambrose and Neville have their music play, so you know pretty much they win. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm I'm just still bent out of shape over the Kalisto <laughs> loss. Like I was literally... I, I I admit, you know, I I'm not the I'm not the biggest fan of this. I think he should have held it at least for a little bit more, maybe till the Rumble. But I'm I'm. Also, I'm willing to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, uh, I'm curious to, to see what they're. I, I, I would take it they're gonna have a uh, match for the title at the Royal Rumble. I imagine. Uh, probably. Although I don't know, they're doing the match Monday, so <laughs> who knows? <sighs> Jesus Lord. <laughs> of course they are. I know. Um, it's just. Mm. I don't know. You would you would think that uh, with Del Rio, um, you, I'm just so disappointed. You know, I'm just like at a loss for words because you know you think Kalisto would have like a legitimate title reign for a little while, and next thing you know, no, they're they're just gonna let it uh, completely slide. <laughs> um, what was next? What was next? Uh, that was that was it. That was SmackDown. So now. That's- that's awful. <laughs> yeah, um, it was a decent but nothing special episode. I mean, really, only two things happened, you know. 
Mm. Um, yeah, that's true. And I know with uh, NXT, the only thing really worth noting is uh, the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship is Carmella because she won a battle royal. Mm. Good for her. Uh, I, again, I haven't seen too much of Carmella, so I don't really, uh, you know, I can't say yay or nay, but, you know, good for her, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Insightful NXT commentary here. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so I think so topic time. I think it's time for the topic now. Now I need like some sort of drum roll or some sort of like like special noise to signify that this is the topic of the week. Does that help? It's time for the topic of the week. Okay, future. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, we're going to be discussing uh, our top five best United States champions. Um, now, due to now, the title change, the double title change this week, we felt like this was a an appropriate piece. topic. Yes, I agreed. Agreed. Um, so now, uh, hold on a sec. You're going to have to go first because I I know my top two, but after that it gets fuzzy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you on this one. Okay. If you have a list, because I gotta, I gotta think about this for a little bit. Okay. Um, coming in at number five, I would actually have to give it to. See, that's the thing. I have four, but not five. Um... <laughs> actually, no. I know exactly who I give number five to. I would give it to. It's a tie. I would say it's a tie between Dean Ambrose and Zack Ryder. Like, ladies and gentlemen, this is why we need to think before we. <laughs> yes. Uh, before yeah. We do really. I would say I would say it's a tie between Dean Ambrose and Zack Ryder because it really was such a big deal for Zack Ryder <laughs> to win it. Now, now, Dean Ambrose. I think we brought this up before yes. we started recording here. Talk about a title reign that never mattered. That, uh, like yeah, I, I I'm trying to remember the exact phrasing I used earlier, but talk about a title reign that was so inconsequential and lasted so long. I know there, are, I know there are better ones, really, in actuality. But the like, thing is, I is think that he held it for. I want to say he held it for like a year. Legit. He held it for a little over a year, yeah. And uh, that's just it. His, he he had he a nothing reign. Was, yeah, Sky yeah. Jenny brings it up. He had a not. He defended it. I think literally five times. Yeah, I think that was um, legit. Like he legit his, defended it his, five times. His reign is so awful that it has to be noteworthy. It, <laughs> it, it like it's one of those things like you you almost feel like they like that shouldn't even be acknowledged. Yeah, you know, I, and they I, never I do. They never do say it. Dean Ambrose, former U.S. champion. Former they US never champion. say it. How many times have you heard them say it? Never, not uh, once. Uh, yeah, true. Very, 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 very true. Um, so I guess I, I would probably give it to Zack Ryder because the moment meant because they still at least acknowledge him as former United States champion. They still and that was also like the biggest thing he did in his career. It's still a, it's like the only big thing he outside did. of like getting choke slammed by Taker at WrestleMania. Yeah, that too, or getting kicked in the balls by E. Torres. <laughs> but um, so that's um <laughs> my my number my number five. I kind of feel like I'm cheating here because I kind of feel like really only WWE US Championship applies. So admittedly with this number five, I feel like I'm cheating, but I'm going to go with stunning Steve Austin because I really kind of, this is maybe a a shitty reason, but for no other reason that I can't remember any other US champions that had any kind of memorable reign to them. 
So I'm going to go stunning Steve Austin as my number five. Actually, he should probably be higher, but I, think so. I have other people higher, so, you know, sue me. <laughs> my first, th- uh, honestly, my first three are interchangeable. I'll say that, so. Mm, okay. Um, number four for me is The Miz. Um, oh, I, f- I completely, I completely um, forgot about The Miz's reign, but you're right. He had a really good reign there. Yeah. 2010. Um, not necessarily because of the like you know how long he had it or whatever, but like everything he did with it, like as far as like, like with I think Brian, he I think he won Money in the Bank while having it. So yeah, he did, he did, and it was wonderful. It really was. Um, so yeah, that in itself should should say that you know he was a great U.S. champion and his time was coming for sure. Um, that sells it for my number four. All right, my number my number four. <laughs> You know, he hasn't really had any, like, one memorable reign. And I honestly, I might be confusing some of his stuff with the U- with the Intercontinental Championship. My number four is Kofi Kingston. No despicable, no uh, discernible reign. But just, he's always a guy who you can give it to. And the, and the fans are, you know, he's over with the fans. You can always give it to him. And, you know, that's kind of his, his spot, so to speak. Yeah, you could even say that about Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I guess you could kind of interchange Kofi and Ziggler in that, like, you can give these guys the U.S. belt, and you know, it's it's uh, you know, it's it's sort of it's it's okay, you know, it's uh, their spot, so to speak, kind of like Jericho with the Intercontinental Intercontinental Championship. Um. Yeah. Um. Sky no, Genie brings up Carlito. Um. That's. Yeah, that's, that's a good. That's a good pick. I mean, I think some of that is. I think some of that is. The company. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that. I think. So, I think some of that is. You know, I've. We've never been a big fan of Carlito, so I think that that probably plays into it some. But I, you know, he did have a, a at least at least a memorable moment with the U.S. belt. Um. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um. The, so I guess coming in at number three. Speaking of superstars in that era. MVP. Ooh, wow. MVP is my number three. Okay. That, you know, that's shocking. Um, and you know how much I love MVP. Yeah, because... I would have thought, I would have thought he was, he was going to be, you know, number one or number two on, for you. Um, uh, no. So, uh, so my, my number three, um, my number three is actually going to be Eddie Guerrero. Uh, I believe he okay. was, he was the first guy to hold it, uh, when they the brought WWE the version, when they right. brought the belt back, um, I don't. Again, I don't remember too much about his reign, but uh, they did seem to always bring that up as far as Eddie Guerrero, former U.S. champ. Yeah, I see. Absolutely. And it did it did lead to him becoming WWE champion. Yeah, screw screw Zack Ryder. I'll put Eddie Guerrero as my number five. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I could I could have I probably honestly I could have put. Who I think you're going to put on the list, um, but I kind of honestly I kind of forgot about him. So go ahead with your with your uh, number. My number two. two uh, well, uh, am I allowed to mention this guy? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, I you know, I I I, I hate to sound you know like Mister PC or whatever. I know I've kind of been uh, you know sort of that guy and when what he did and this and that. But in all you know, in all seriousness, if if you want to mention Benoit. You know, I'm not gonna like chastise you or anything. Okay. Well, my number two is Chris Benoit. Um, 
he had some really uh, his reign was very memorable, especially with his match against MVP at WrestleMania 23. Uh, I think that's definitely the most memorable United States Championship match that I remember. You know, it's uh, certainly the biggest U.S. Championship match at WrestleMania. The best U.S. Championship match at WrestleMania. All yeah, I mean, all like, three of them. Oh yeah, because uh-huh. actually, you know what? I probably should, you know, uh, despite what happened and everything, I probably should have put Benoit on this list because. He def- I think he's the only guy to defend the belt at Mania like twice. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe even three times if I recall correctly. But I, I know he did at least twice. Actually, no, I think it was only twice. Mm. But still, that's more than anybody else has defended the U.S. belt at WrestleMania. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> uh, half the time it's not even on WrestleMania, and if it is, it's in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, that's true. Um, so who's your number two? My number two, the guy you mentioned earlier, MVP. Ah, uh, there you uh, go. Just, you know, he improved so much during that reign. Uh, I want to say he almost, I want to say he held it for close to a year. I could be, uh, I could be wrong on that. But, uh, you know, he had a great feud with Matt Hardy at the time. Uh, kind of wish that had gotten an appropriate blow off. They kind of rushed that when Matt Hardy came back from his injury. Um, but no, some great times with MVP as the U.S. as the U.S. champ. And he improved so much during that time that by the time he lost it, you could see that guy one day being a world champion, which I think he should have been. Uh, Sky Genie brings up a good one, JBL. Uh, he's, yeah. he's a U.S. champ. Uh, I want to say 2006. I think he held it. I think he Briefly. held it again, like when he came back from retirement. But I, I could, I could be wrong on that. Um. Yeah. So you uh, you're number 1 and I get the sense that we both have the same number 1. Um okay. Okay, we're we, we're going to say at the same time. And his name is Sergeant Slaughter. Of course. <laughs> uh no, uh, Rick Flair is my number 1. Oh, really? Oh. No, it's John Cena. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you, okay, I was going to say, wait a second. <laughs> no. I set you up in everything. I I I threw you I, like I took the softball, and Sky Genie might not get this, but I took the softball, and 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 I lobbed it up in the air, and and I, and I threw it right in the strike zone, you know, right in the center area, and you're supposed to knock that thing out of the park. Oh, you got a nice shit. double though. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You're right, you're right. <laughs> but no, I, I, how could you not mention John Cena as a great United States champion? How could you not? You know, especially over like even just in the course of 2015, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you sometimes forget he was U.S. champ 10 years ago also. Um, But even just this 2015 reign, the great matches, the fact that yeah, I saw people commenting like when he faced Rollins at SummerSlam, the U.S. belt felt more important than the Rollins belt, you know. Yeah, my God, like. Yeah, way John Cena actually made the United States Championship like the big, like the hottest thing around. It's it's kind of like if Hogan, like when Warrior beat him, if Hogan had been Intercontinental Champion right afterwards, you know, and so then that would have made the Intercontinental title just as big as the World Belt, you know. Oh, and that's yeah. kind of that's kind of the best comparison I can think of. Yeah, yeah. But like uh, Cena, just just the great matches that he's been having, the fact that when he has put it on the line, especially at pay per views, it felt like a big deal, you know. Yeah, 
That's true. That's true. I mean, like, even with his first United States Championship reign, he wanted a WrestleMania 20 against Big Show, and that was a big thing. And of course, his uh, stuff with Carlito the second time around, and JBL, uh, the United States Championship. Um, and then, of course, now with, uh, you know, from being Rusev to the to the open challenges and just the open challenges have helped like more than anything. Like even even if he was, you know, John Cena, big name, semi main event U.S. belt, it would still mean, you know, way more than it has in the past. But the U.S. open challenge has just helped that thing immensely, right. like almost immeasurably. Right. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Um and uh so as far as john cena it's definitely undisputable that he is number one for sure um, uh you know yeah as far, as far as like the biggest name to hold the belt as far as being a big name at the time i mean they they always like to throw out like stone cold won the belt and rick flair won the belt but they weren't you know they weren't the big names that that we think of them as although i think i think flair did hold it in his later years if i recall correctly but um yeah, so so for us, John Cena is the best U.S. champ. Um, Period. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, we've I mean we've gone over all the reasons, the great matches and everything else. So he's he's made that title feel much more important than it, it does right. normally, and even more than it does now. Like when he lost it, it felt like, and this is almost a negative of Cena having it, but when he lost it, it felt like oh, like like you know. Like a kick it like a kick in the teeth, you know, like the the, the title lost prestige, which is you know kind of terrible I to know, think. Really? <laughs> kind of terrible to think, but you know that's just uh you know that's what happens when you have a guy like John. You know, it's kind of the same thing as we said last week. Oh, WrestleMania is ruined, and, and some of that is a joke, but then some of that is true. Like man, John's you know John Cena, like him or not, he's a big name, and when he's gone, you know things get out of whack. He's sort of he's like the sun, so to speak. He's the solar system. If you lose that, you know, everything is out of whack. Um, no, I agree. I agree. Um, the thing is, is that, like, um, you would you would have thought Del Rio would have carried the ball with, like, the uh, with the open challenges and stuff like that. I, I know that the, the, they're trying to do something with Kalisto and have something like that be more relevant. Um, and Sky Genie just gave us his top five. Uh, coming in at number five would be Chris Benoit. Number four is Carlito. Number three is Eddie Guerrero. Number two is MVP, and number one is your boy John Cena. <laughs> okay, so. I, I like that list actually. He he included really... he included two guys that that I probably should have, you know. Um, no, I, 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 I I I probably should have included Benoit. I try to you know, I I generally stay away from. <laughs> I generally sort of sort of cower away from the from the Benoit, so to speak. Right. Um. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I just kind of feel bad I didn't include uh, Eddie on my list. I, I should have, yeah. Well, like, I mean, I think he only, I, I think he only had one reign. I think he only had one one reign, and it, and it was only for like a couple of months. And I think Big Show beat him. Yeah, but he true. was he did win that that tournament to to be the first champion. So I would even say like Booker T would be a nice honor. Oh, look that. Wow. Oh my God. You see, that's the thing. Like I kind of wish I had gone through like the list of us champions. Cause I probably would have remembered more, but like just off yeah, the top of my head, it's kind of crazy. Like how many title range you forget happened. I forget, but yeah, Booker T was us champion. So was edge. So was like, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, edge, I think only held it for like 
two minutes, you know, <laughs> like, like it retired as soon as I'd won it, but still. So, yeah, yeah there's a lot of, uh, Kurt Angle held the belt, although I think that was only for like a week. Uh, you I know, Booker T was, I think he, I want to say he won it in the invasion. I could be wrong on that. I might be thinking of, of, uh, might be the European, but still though, um, you know, there, there you go. There's our list. <laughs> Yep, there's our there's our topic. So I guess that's. I, th- I think that's it. Now next week is the Royal Rumble. I think. Hold on. Um, look, look it's not my... tomorrow. It's next. No, week. yeah, that's what I that's what I mean. Like, okay, so yeah, next week is the is the twenty third. Twenty fourth is the Rumble. Right, and so so I think I think it's safe to say that yeah, we're gonna have we're obviously gonna have predictions, and our topic will probably be Royal Rumble related. I'm thinking. Something um, to the effect of best moments or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. So, Top five so there, there, there you go. I, <laughs> we need no. to learn how to end these things. I'm figuring out as as uh, as we go along in these in these shows. I'm figuring out we need to have a way to say, "Hey, that's it for the show. We will see you next week." Maybe maybe I don't want it to end. Maybe I want people to actually like us and stick around for a while. Well, you know. if, if they want to stick around, they can join <laughs> us for the post show, which you can find on Mixler.com. Just search Young, just search uh, Young Wrestling, and you will find the Young and Wrestling podcast. Hopefully, right. episode four. Hopefully, you join us for episode four, and five, and six, and seven, and eight. But do not join us for nine. <laughs> God help you if you join us for nine. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> geez. All right. So with that. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Uh, Join us then. Yep. All right. See you guys. See you in the next one. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.